Welcome to the Foundations Podcast. Wow, this is exciting. This is our first one in a very long series, and I'm I'm pretty pumped about this. Finally, we get to do a father-son, generations to generations, Lador Vador, and uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's get this thing cooking. So we're going to get to know you a little bit. Mm. We want to get to know Paul Wilbur, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We want to get a little bit into you as a child. I'm Uh-oh. sure you were a great blessing. I was. <laughs> and then we'll get into also the ministry elements and why are we having this. But being on a new platform, I think it's always important so people can get to know a little bit about who we are, get to know Paul and Nathan. Mm-hmm. Good idea. And you've been in ministry how many years? Well, let's see. I got born again uh, March 26, 1977. And that day, uh, I picked up my guitar and wrote my first worship song, uh, very messianic, (laughs) called Thank You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your sweet, sweet love. That's because a Baptist from West Texas Mm -hmm. shared the gospel with me. And I I was so taken by him as a person. Um, I, I didn't really know him. I heard him. Uh, I don't know how far we want to go into my testimony. It it could take the next 10 podcasts. But suffice it to say right now that I came to know the Lord through the testimony of a Southern Pentecostal Baptist hmm. from Odessa, Texas. And uh, Jerry Williams, he's still ministering, lives down in Houston, Texas. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I heard the gospel, accepted it, and then it just so happened that he was also a singer with mm-hmm. a guitar, and uh, and I was very intrigued. So, and you started a group called Harvest. Yeah, he and I started a group like this next week. Wow! Added a guy that I was going to graduate school with. I just met him at grad school. Mm-hmm. Ed Carr, six foot seven, I think. Ed is six six. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe six six, uh, piano major at Indiana University. We met at the school. Um, I'm not sure if I introduced him to Jerry, or somehow, but Jerry also led him to the Lord the same week. And so Jerry and I are in a practice room at Indiana University playing guitar and singing, and mm-hmm. it was, can I use the word magical? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, the woke <laughs> crowd hasn't ambushed every term yet so it it was amazing and right in the middle jerry stopped playing and he said he said there's another guy i want to bring in um and just see what it sounds like and i said no man this sounds so good we're simon and garfunkel Mm -hmm. 2.0 you know um simon and garfunkel was a two guy group yep in the 70s like a bridge over troubled waters. Yeah. yeah. Paul Simon, Jewish. Art Garfunkel, I don't think was Jewish. They've done some remakes of their music. Oh, yeah. For some in our crowd today mm. by popular rock groups and so forth that have brought it back. Probably people, too much information they won't get into. But you went from there, and then we'll get through your journey. But okay. you've been to over 80 nations. Mm-hmm. How many albums have you recorded with Integrity? That's hard because, um, you know, 
artist, quote unquote, artist records. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to stop and count. I think that's eight or ten. Then mm-hmm. there's compilations that they did of the most popular. Yeah. Then we went back and did them all in Spanish, mm-hmm. two in Portuguese. Then there was two from Harvest Years, yeah. two from Israel's Hope Years, which we jumped right over. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that, too. Okay. All right. Good. Getting to know. <laughs> That's great. But you've had a long, wonderful career that's just going to continue getting better. That's right. But Shalom Jerusalem was probably the big Mm -hmm. album that brought you into the view of the nations. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, there was Holy Fire, not as well known, but I thought it was a great album. I helped pick some of the songs. You did. On there. Yep. And then Jerusalem Arise, I don't know if it really eclipsed Shalom Jerusalem, but that album has impacted so many people. Mm. And then also the Watchmen with the worship medley. And just, I think the message from that album mm-hmm. has made a big impact in the nations. And, you know, a lot of the other songs that were in your albums, Days of Elijah, Praise Adonai, you recorded some of those, not all, talking about all of them, but you had an impact on those that people heard and we always have this different sound, which is what I really like. When you mm. worship and lead it, there's something about it that just sounds a little different. It's not just a recording sitting in a studio, but there was always this live expression and a roar from the people. Sometimes mm. there was a cat. I remember <laughs> when the albums were getting edited, you could hear someone go, wow. <laughs> we called it the cat not effect. A real cat, but a, uh, yes. Yeah. A worshiper. Yeah. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But you've been all over the world and amazing stories, and I want to be able to get to all those. Mm. But growing up as Paul Wilbur in Lowell, Massachusetts, mm. what was that like? Well, you know all the details. How do you know so many of the details? <laughs> uh, I've heard the stories. You've heard the stories. Well, you've lived the stories, actually. This is so much fun to get to do this uh, together because you had a role to play in this uh, whole thing, obviously, mm-hmm. right from the the very beginning, along with your mother. Uh, and mommy and I just celebrated, as you know, 45 years yeah. of uh, marriage. And uh, that was just last week or the week before, uh, last of April. I do remember the date, <laughs> but just in case someone's looking to rip off our information, I don't give all the specifics. So, uh yeah, well, um, New England, mm-hmm. um, back in the 50s, we we didn't stay long in one city. Mom and, my mom and dad, your mom, your grandpa and grandma, were born in Lowell, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Their parents, um, my grandparents, born in um, uh, New York, Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Their parents came from Russia. So we have this Jewish side mm-hmm. uh, from my dad, mm-hmm. and then what we thought to be non-Jewish side from my mom, Charlotte. But we heard from a Orthodox rabbi a couple years ago that her maiden name, actually, I don't even know why he wrote to me, but, but he did, and <laughs> said, did you know that your mother's maiden name, Lorman, mm-hmm. is a German-Jewish name, and it means like 
court jester wants to enjoys making people laugh. Well, I inherited part of that, I guess. You did. You did. And it helps if you'll laugh a few times while we're speaking. Yeah. So it uh, helps my reputation. So we don't know. And then when we were in Auschwitz two years ago, mm-hmm. remember doing the feast, you were there, yeah. doing the feast of Purim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had, what, 70 pastors and their wives, if I'm remembering approximately from 14 nations it was 14 nations yeah yeah 70 or 72 pastors and their wives and we remembered Purim mm-hmm. right there as we're walking around mm-hmm. Auschwitz this was the day before the COVID shutdown right happened. yeah it was a wild weekend it was wild we barely got back to the United States yeah but as usual I'm on another bunny mm-hmm. trail right yeah but I think the point what you're getting to is we went to that gigantic book and we were looking up our names just to see and how many Lormans had gone through Auschwitz right. was astounding. We had no mm-hmm. idea. And of course, you know, Jacobson yep. from my grandfather's side was an, was another thing. And we'll get into more about uh, my grandfather because I also want to honor him and his duty and all this. But yep, people can't see the wall that I built. Mm-hmm. With his cap from his service in World War II and a picture of him and his crew mm-hmm. in front of a B-17 and his dog tag. And uh, you you had some made, actually, some of his ribbons and medals. and Yeah, it's good to honor the, the memory. Yeah. And But growing up, did you always have this? Did you grow up with a guitar? Did it just... Oh, yeah be stuck to yourself yeah you can see him behind me if you if you're watching the video i've got a wall of guitars <laughs> and um so papa my dad mm-hmm. uh put a, a cheap uh, sears and roebuck guitar in my hands at the age of nine he wanted to be a musician played mm-hmm. violin very well he took out his violin and taught me my gave me my first guitar lesson on violin oh wow and and just taught me a C scale, do re mi fa sol la ti do, yeah. and then said good luck. <laughs> uh, he eventually got me a teacher, a very Italian. Oh gosh, I can't remember his name right now, but but he spoke with a very a thick Italian American English accent. Paula, that's a good. And it, I mean, he was like a caricature. Mm-hmm. But I did get guitar lessons, but that thing has stuck with me ever since. And you primarily stuck with a music background, right? I mean, throughout school, you were always a part of mm-hmm. playing guitar, practicing. Yep. You went to college yep. for that. You mm-hmm. studied over in Italy. Some people might be interested to know you were mm-hmm. an exchange student overseas. Yeah, well, the guitar... Uh, it was both a blessing and a cursing as as a young person mm-hmm. um you know <laughs> capable and then willing to get up in front of a class in fifth grade or sixth grade oh yeah or seventh grade with a guitar and and sing a song you know the cool kids that's not cool <laughs> the the teachers and uh-huh. uh you know, the teacher's pets. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So in seventh grade, um, for some reason, I was asked to sing. I'll never forget it. At the eighth grade sock hop. Hmm. Now, this is every month. Um, 
on a given Friday after school was over. This is back in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Um, the eighth grade class sponsored a dance called oh. a sock hop. So we're in the gym. You had to take off your shoes. Mm -hmm. And there was music playing uh, on the uh, the PA system. Mm -hmm. And we all got to seventh graders and eighth graders. And we could dance. And it, I think it went on for an hour or something. Uh, teachers chaperoned and, and all. But, you know, kind of the innocence of the 50s, 60s. Yeah. Just before the Beatles hit. And then innocence goes away. <laughs> and so for some reason, I'm in seventh grade. The eighth graders asked, would you sing a song? I had just gotten a new electric guitar. Oh, oh I was very excited. Mm -hmm. I said yes for some stupid reason. They put me behind the curtain, open the curtains. And there I'm singing, oh, when them cotton balls get rotten, you can't pick very much cotton in them <laughs> old cotton fields back home. Believe it or not, that was a popular song on rock and roll really? radio. I never heard that, and I listened to the to the what they call the oldies. Yeah, today well, that's a different. This was the transition from folk rock mm -hmm. to rock and roll. Okay, and there was a show back then on TV called Hoot Nanny, <laughs> and uh, the Smothers Brothers before they were stand up comedy. Huh. Uh, they were guitar and upright bass doing folk music. Okay. Kingston Trio. Yeah. Um, many, many others. Uh, that was pre-John Denver, but he would have been there too. Anyway, so because I did that, mm -hmm. the eighth graders gave me the nickname, The Singing Monkey. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not the a... The Singing You don't want monkey. that kind of... Hold on one minute. Someone's calling in. The phones are lighting up. That's usually what happens. Yep. Are we editing now or are we just going to keep going? Okay. Just keep going. We're good. Okay, so that that's why I say... And then I'd get invited to sing at the Strawberry Festival mm -hmm. in town. You know, strawberry patches. Everybody comes and picks their own strawberries. And here's Paul Wilbur singing Cotton Balls and nice. whatever... Michael rowed the boat ashore, and if I had a hammer, I'd mm. hammer in the Peter, Paul, and Mary stuff. They were another hootenanny. <laughs> so that's probably way too much information. But, but that's your childhood memory of music. It was your passion. Yep. So I think when we'll stop here, and then we'll do another part where we start getting into a little more pre-college, mm. and then we'll we're jump in. We're going to get to high school next well, we'll eventually get to Italy and then maybe the nations. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's good because normally when we're sharing, you don't get this opportunity to really get into kind of what journey you've been on all this time and people mm. will really enjoy hearing that. So we will be back with another episode from Foundations learning about Paul. Oh, man. How exciting. Don't miss it.